Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Poetry Project for our Wednesday night reading series. My name is Stacy, the director. Um, thank you so much for joining us tonight for a very special reading. Camille Rankin, who is our board president, and John, God John Godfrey, who is um, one of my favorite poets, and I know many of you as well. Um, so a special evening here. Uh, we are going to take a break. Camille is going to read first, and then John. And we have two special guest introducers tonight. Uh, Hafisa Jeter is going to introduce Camille, and Jason Smith is going to introduce John. And Jason actually and John worked together in our mentorship fellowship program, Emerge Surface B, so that I'm really excited about that, that that is happening tonight. Um, so that is all I am here to do tonight, so please, Welcome, Hafisa Jeter. Hello, everyone. It's nice to see this many people here on a Wednesday night for poetry. I'm so happy to be able to introduce Camille. Plump, dumb stone in my mouth. I'm sure of it. That afternoon, you were a brisk, starched thing. We slipped out the back way, screen door banging, cruel on my slim, boned grim. Today, like most days, my mind arrives an island, tongue-numb, child wishes ivied to me. After reading those lines by Camille Rankin, I would for the very first time seriously consider a poem's rhyme, rhythm, and sound. Though in grad school I had, ma I had mapped miles of iambic pentameter, reading Camille Rankin's Symptoms of Island for the first time made me pause. A hostage to a sometimes obsessive brain, reading the poem, I wanted to know intimately the how and why of it. Because though a good poem sits inside you, it is a great poem that won't let you go about your day. So naturally, I Google stalked her. <laughs> I read all of her work that I could find, and I devoured her Poetry Society of America chapbook fellowship winning Slow Dance with Tripwire. Years ago, when I met Camille for the first time at Cave Canem, I told her, hurry up, write the book. Though an order from a then stranger probably had no bearing on her, Camille did in fact write the book, Incorrect Merciful Impulses, published by Copper Canyon Press in 2016. In it, Camille writes intelligent poems that quickly build worlds of eloquent ambiguity, isolation, and intimacy, simultaneously bringing into focus and blurring the lines of our core contradictions as human beings, as friends, as our parents' children, and as lovers and citizens. A 2017 NEA Literature Fellowship recipient, Camille's poems gaze back out at the reader, asking us to look at the world we've made together. There are poems so declarative, declaratively lyric that in our looking, none of us can be sure that we aren't ourselves guilty of or complicit in something. And like symptoms of island, all of Camille's poems carry within them a sound like the earth beating its drum, a sound that says, I dare you, get comfortable. Board chair for both Vita, Woman in the Literary Arts, and the Poetry Project, please welcome Camille Rankin.
Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you, Hafiza, so much. You told me that that was going to make me uncomfortable, and it was marginally uncomfortable to be complimented <laughs> like that, but also very lovely. Um, so thank you so much for being here tonight, and I'm so excited to be um, able to share this stage with John Godfrey, who I just met, and is lovely. I'm looking forward to hearing him read. Um, so I'm gonna read a few poems um, from my tablet, which turns out to be a very controversial choice. So I'm just gonna let you know it's happening, it's happening. Um, <laughs> um, I'll read a few poems from my book, um, and then I'll read some new things too. Symptoms of prophecy. In the new century, we lose the art of many things. For example, at the beep, I communicate using the wrong machine. I call to say we have two lives and only one of them is real. When the phone rings, you could be anybody. In the evening, you are homeless and hunting for good light, as safe a place as any to make a bed for the night. In both my lives, my nerves go bust. I'm certain that I'm not as I appear, that I'm a figment and you're not really here. The struggle is authenticity. I have a message. You must believe me. Dear enemy, in the city, the climate is hostile, which suits me. The people are all demand, a sequel, a protagonist, something new to fear. Without you, we are uneasy. What disquiet in this lack, all this emptiness to fill. Your fury is insistent, a ringing in my ear. The hazard is high, which heightens my desire. Intelligence suggests we were designed this way, and the city built to keep you out keep me in need. The high ground is under attack, but the struggle feels far away, while that which I desire will eventually tire me. It's more than I can bear, this interminable want, turning and turning. The market responds favorably. Dear terror, I come looking and I find you everywhere. Uh, so this poem, I have a lot of titles in Latin for some reason. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, so it's maybe it's like feeling bad I didn't go to prep school because I actually have no familiarity with Latin at all. So, um, <laughs> but I'm faking it. Um, this one, um, the title, it, it's sort of half of the saying Deus ex machina, which means God out of the machine. But in this case, there's no God. Ex machina. Every year is the year the world ends. As I understand it, X is to blame, or aerosol, or the barbarity of X, in which we all partake, as is our way. We have come too far to turn away from this kernel that shapes us into other than animal or just animal enough to breed and break. It is a science, this study of what it is in this mind and muscle that makes us sway the weight of us toward give or take in the bare face of each open mouthed need. And what is our mistake, this clamor that trails us, that shakes us to sleep? 
what we are capable of, what great hope, what will become of me. History. Our stone wall was built by slaves, and my bones, my bones are paid for. We have two of everything, twice heavy in our pockets, warming our two big hands. This is the story as I know it. One morning, the ships came, as foretold, and death, pearl-handled, almost and completely. How cheap a date I turned out to be. Each finger weak with the memory, lost teeth, regret. Our ghosts walk the shoulders of the road at night. I get the feeling you've been lying to me. Um, the next poem um, in the title I, has a term that I learned from Law & Order. Um, it's very educational programming. And I highly recommend that you watch that. Um, so the term is um, necessity defense, and it's um, a defense you use in a case that you've done something that would normally be illegal, like killed someone, but you've done it um, in defense of your own life or somebody else's. This is necessity defense of institutional memory. So the free may remain free. Say the nightmare is the dream. So we are preserved. He who believes takes a life, so a life may be saved. The girl becomes an object, so the greatest devastation occurs. Let go her fingers, their slim cleave, so I may be replaced by a machine which in its violence behaves more like me. The longer you live, the more these lies come alive. So the past splits in two. One stays in the past and dies. One shapeshifts, walks with you. Uh, this poem has a, t uh, in the title there's this term black swans, um, and I'm referencing the idea of black swan events, which um, are events that um, they're cataclysmic events that affect everything in our lives from like the most you know, minute details of everyday living to the movement of politics and religion. The increasing frequency of black swans. I was listening for the dog when the locks are pried open. The man was dead. The dog, a survivor, was dead. It happens more often this way. A disease left untreated, the body in confusion gives in. The bomb breathes its fire down the hallway, the sun comes back in pieces, the body in confusion gives in. The grief is a planet, a dust ring, a small moon that's been hidden under my pillow, that's been changing the way my body moves this whole time. Possession. I want to give you everything. This is called a sickness. By way of remedy, I am decorum bound, swept up and hushed. I forget myself. I lay my goods down, lay my arms down in the dust. Then it's a heaviness I borrow 
and am taught to own. What's mine is mine. What's ours is the stake, the hangman's rope. Then the cargo of dead unclaimed that I cannot contain. I cast my doubt upon the ground. I let the arrows of my longing fly toward the other shore. I want to save you. This condition is a viper's poison. I am bitten, my limbless sweet sliding under the brush. I arrived in the first world, heavy fated with this vision. I lay hold of everything in sight. My arms are full, the other shore besieged by longing. I am a sickness. I want to give you more. Um, so since I'm a poet, I like to think sometimes about the beginning of the world and the Big Bang, because it's like an acquirement. It's just one of the things you have to do. Um, so I was thinking about that and um, how um, after the Big Bang, everything was kind of expanding and moving apart, and that was the, where this poem began. Matter in Retreat. The stars drift away from one another. Tonight, as every moment, you and I breathing so thoughtless, a living we make as we are made to, as I make another promise to myself to try to mean more to you, to call out across a great distance. But I am not loud enough. I suspect I have not enough protest in me. The arc of my throat awaits a tenderness or a brutality. And what are we to one another but a means to a meaning we haven't yet discovered? Two points of light on the inky dark sky, two paper boats on a black lake floating further away. Every day I awake, I roll over, I hide my head. We get smaller, our living, it's pathetic. I mean, it makes you sad. Um, so my family is Jamaican and um, as a child of immigrants, I think I'm always kind of considering my relationship to this country and um, this country's relationship to its immigrants, which is always ambivalent, um, verging on hostile. So um, this poem is sort of my complicated love letter to America. The free world. I bind my old grievances to a helium balloon. A long memory, I have been warned, is a curse. Everywhere I go, someone has something they must say about you. Nobody knows who we are. Wouldn't you say, nobody agonizes like we do. Elsewhere is a promise and a threat. I have been prescribed compassion of the wrong sort, and so I am alone. I am invisible within you. Seeking companionship, I spend my afternoons before the windows of pet shops and strangers trying to decide. After all, I was told I could have everything. I thought this was meant to be a romance. I was delivered here in order to love you. I was delivered here and ordered to love you. If we could be friends, I wore this new dress for you. Um, so you may have noticed that I am black. It's cool to notice that, like it's real. Um, 
And um, as someone who's the product of the transatlantic slave trade, one of the fun things about that is that there's a certain point in your history that you just, there's just, you don't know anything about, and there's just no way to access that information. Um, and I remember like when I was, I went to Harvard, and it's like a flurry full of people who are like, oh, my family came from the Mayflower, and I'm like, whatever. Um, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And I remember being, I was there, and I was like, oh, that's super cool for you. Like, I have, my history was robbed for me, so I don't know. Um, so this poem is kind of reckoning with that genealogy. I was born in a forest. I don't know my name. I was born on a mountain, but changed my mind. I was born in the desert. All my people died in the fire and left me with the gods. They called me dust, how it burned me. I come from the sea, I believe. I come from beryl, aquamarine. All my people rode their horses off the edge of the world and left me on your doorstep. They called me sorrow. I don't know my name. I come from wartime, how it burned me. I was born aflame, I believe. A son so intentional, a son in repose, a son in continuous sunset sinking into the ground. Uh, so I think I'll read some new poems now. Um, some of them are less new than others, and I'll read some that are like very, very fresh for you since like it's a special night. Esprit de corps. What do we ask of a body? To form an arrangement called beauty to gather the form and send it forward, to go forward and be received. Some days I can't reach. A body draws its borders and requires, the hand closes on desire, the mouth opens for an offering, a form rising to its need. What is a body worth? What is permitted? The eye swallows what is owed. What has been, will be. In the dream, I am unbound and very. This state of secrets I can't keep. I speak and I speak. Time was, I was nothing. With a body like that, what will be asked of me? To be faithful to the ground, we've cut up and covered, to be beholden, to be seen, and therefore, to be seen. Emergency management. The sun eats away at the earth, or the earth eats away at itself, and burning up, I sip at punch, so well practiced at this living, I have a way of seeing things as they are. It's history that's done this to me. It's the year I'm told my body will turn rotten. My money talks, but not enough. I feel my body turn against me. Some days, I want to spit me out, the whole mess of me. But mostly, I am good and quiet, 
How much silence buys me mercy? How much silence covers all the lives it takes to make me? In the event of every day and its newness of disaster, find me sunning on the rooftop. Please don't ask anything of me. If I could be anything, I would be the wind. If I could be nothing, I would be. Oh, here's another Latin title. I'm telling you, it's a thing. Um, so this is uh, the, the meaning of this. It's horror vacui, and it means fear of empty space. Um, and it's, I guess it's, it's a technique used in visual art a lot to like where they just fill, fill, fill everything and like it's just a tons of stuff coming at you. Um, and that, that's kind of what they call that trope in, um, in visual art. Horror vacui. I look into the air, it presses on me. A gale knocking at my chest, my paltry bag of hungers and dubiety. I want for wonder, for anything to say, to ask a question of an empty room and a ghost in the doorway mouths something about change, but everything is static, or I am the ghost, and without question, the room crowds me out, the whole room runs right through me. I am transfixed. I stack my slip of skin against the atmosphere. I can't contain myself, but I can only see so far. I lift my face to the dark, and the dark fills me, because I am small and it is night, I make shapes of the stars. Um, so this next poem, um, I wrote this. I wrote this after um, Michael Brown and Eric Garner died, and, and it's always it's it's forever relevant, and it was relevant before then, and it's relevant after. Um, and I was thinking about how. Every time something like that happens, there's a conversation that follows in which um, the actions of the person who's been killed are unpacked and, we, and, and people talk about how they might have done something differently in order to not be shot um, unarmed. And um, yeah, and uh, you know, it's a conversation I think that, I, I was just thinking about the fallacy of that, of that argument um, and how we, um, how easy it can be for us to internalize the idea that we're just inherently dangerous. Um, so this is in response to that. Survival guide for animals born in captivity. The trick is to get on the ground and fold yourself into a small, soft shape. To be in no way sudden. To smile, but keep your lips tight shut. The trick is don't get smart, don't dream, don't imagine. Pull yourself up, but not too up. Don't forget you don't belong to anyone or any place at all. Don't flinch, don't startle. The trick is you were never meant to be let in. This life is not for you. Don't protest, don't complain. The trick is you buck against your skin. The boys look like men and the girls get exactly what they want. Surrender, deserve it. The trick is your body itself is a violence. This is all your fault. Forecast. 
I twist myself into a knot the day pulls taut. I am what I am told, good red meat gone necrotic, a spot of black spread out to ruin a perfect evening. It's the way the weather wears me, a cold blank day, my blood burned fingers, a white noise swelling in me. It's nothing but night now, that's how all the days end. An hour glistens in its glass case, turns rancid in my memory. Another day, another dress the day lays out before me. I grow older if I'm lucky, and I'm lucky. My sad heart in its excess, such petty injury. I am worn against the weather, limp and prone to empty. What came before this? I can't remember. I dress for all the lives I want behind me. I have come here to make seem the day I see. I fall from focus. The day goes sour. It asks me nothing. It asks nothing of me. Obad. They say brave, but I don't want it. Who will we mourn today, or won't we? Black all the windows, lower down the afternoon. I barricade all my belonging. I am mostly never real American or anything availing, but I do take and take what's given. The smell of blood, I breathe it in. The dirt so thick with our good fortune, and who pays for it? And what am I but fear, but wanting? I'll bite the feeding hand until I'm fed and buried in the shining day, all deadly good intentions, a catalog of virtues. This is how I'll disappear. I'm just gonna read a couple more. This one, it's like super new, in fact, probably not finished. Um, it doesn't have a title yet, but I just thought I would share it with you tonight. When I say I'm okay, it's just nobody's coming to save me. I'm out of sight this way, take my meaning out to sea. With my mouth muddled, I'm so safe. I speak most clearly when I'm dangerous. Step two and the room grows dim. Let my words slip and the whole world turns fire and hiss under my tongue. I'll say I didn't mean it, but I did. You'll feel better soon, the night sagging in its silence again. It's just what you won't see. I drift all around me in the snow our shapes make. I move through America looking up at the trees which are stolen. This land, a vast and stolen thing, and I, a stolen thing deposited within it. When I say I'm okay, I mean I'm just one black ripple on a black sea. I hear that sound my shape makes in your mind's darkest room. I am most dangerous when I speak. My mouth commits multiple offenses. I step in the fire and hiss. The whole world turns. Everybody's looking, but nobody sees. 
And I'm going to end with this one. Thank you so much for listening and laughing at my jokes. <laughs> it's very gratifying. Um, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the evening. This is what I do instead of dying. I check the news to tell me what I know. The great minds easy in their thrones. I rattle in my brain's cage, roll my heavy hopes uphill. It takes all kinds of muscle, all the animal I am, to build this life and all day long to live it. I check the news, but no one knows me. The great minds assign my worry and elation. I tend their thrones. It takes all kinds of toll on me. I shake apart, my hope unfolds, my worry sediments. I built this throne for you, and for myself, I built these wings. I'm ready, I rise like the Dickens. Thank you. Thank you so much, Camille. Thank you for reading your unfinished poem. Um, let's take a seven minute break.
We're back. Oh, that's loud. Hey, everybody. We're going to get started with part two. I know. It's so hard to stop talking. You guys, you don't want to make Douglas mad. Just sit down. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to make Douglas mad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Please welcome the fantastic Jason Smith to introduce the fantastic John Godfrey. Hi, friends. Oh, there are a lot of you here. I didn't realize. I'm like sitting in the second row, so I can't really see much. Um, how do I do this? That's fine. That's fine. Okay, cool. Let's just do that. Um, thank you so much to Stacy. Thank you uh, to the project for um, having me and always like treating me well. Um, so I am going to introduce John in the way that I introduce him to all of my friends because I think that we're all friends now. Um, I didn't see him coming. In October 2016, I was an Emerge Service B fellow with the Poetry Project, a very new and sparkly one, and I wasn't super familiar uh, with the incredible institution that is John Godfrey and his work. Uh, the first time that we met, <laughs> I was super nervous and didn't really know what was going on. I didn't really know what to expect. And I sat in front of John, who gave me one of the most incredible close reads of any one who has ever read my work in my life. Uh, and since that moment, I have built a friendship and gotten to know John the person as well as John the poet. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about both. Um, I think about the poet Jericho Brown uh, when he says, I mean to write poems that, can look, that folk can look at and definitively say, okay, he's really pushing. He's trying to do the work. I want it to be clear in my work that I'm not playing. There is plenty of play in the work, obviously, yes, but I mean to be a poet. I'm in it for it. The only thing that's going to stop me is death. I believe that John Godfrey is a poet who is in it for it. John is a poet who respects the craft, who respects all parts of a literary landscape, from his peers to writers who, is, who he's never met before. I've watched him freak out over poets like Camille and Ricky Laurentis over their incredible work, and also got to talk to him about Rimbaud and A Season in Hell and all of the writers who have come before me. Uh, John has been the, the door opener for so many parts of the literary tradition and the tradition that I love. He has taught me the, the joy in rigor, the joy in serious play. Uh, and since his first collection, 26 Poems, in 1971, he has absolutely uh, pushed his lineage forward as you know a modernist talking about love in these streets, which he does so well, uh, with books like Push the Mule, Private Lemonade, uh, and The City Keeps, which is for sale in the back if you don't have it and would like to know more about John Godfrey and support him living in this world. Um, and I will say that about these poems, uh, 
John is a poet who knows the importance of looking past uh, the point of discomfort, the point of our usual looking away. Um, he understands the importance of risk and revision. He once told me in an editing session, whatever happened to writing the difficult poem? And I think that John is a poet who understands the difficulties in revision, which comes from the Latin for a seeing again. John is always willing to see again for the greater lesson, for the greater truth that we're all reaching for as poets. So I'm going to step out of the way and let him do that for you tonight. John Godfrey. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Stacy, Laura, and Nicole for having me here, and thank you to listeners like you. <laughs> I, uh, this book has been out for two years. I'm going to read sparingly from it, and I'm going to look at the time, because I, I have something figured out that's not going to come off right. Uh, I'm going to read some very old stuff, just because I can look at this stuff, and it ain't bad, but I'm thinking, Jesus, that was November of 1968. God. So I'm, I'm going to read these kind of briefly, and then I'm going to go on and read uh, like four poems that were written at the end of 2014, everything else in the last year. The poem I wrote in November of 68, in my 24th year, Jesus. Touch. The gauntlet puts on weight and I climb into its thumb, which balances and then teeters and thuds against my nose. And I see stars forever, having forgot aspirations of diligence and method. Whatever was the retreat in research and pursuit in gravity of something to do while resting in geological sleep, where to touch is to be felt by nothing. Uh, this was like 71. Love Knife. My true friends will slop gin on my fresh grave, but now I would like to tell you of the beauty of your thighs, to which I press my lips without a word. There is fog outside. It screens us into three other worlds, and we who love sundown will know it's there, runway, as it adds a flutter to our appetites, a bow-wow that without being triggered is just an ordinary bomb. Our mulish, although picturesque, neighborhood hangs out, dressed flashy but cheap in its doorways and beat-up cars. But I was born to populate a continent single-handed. Space and time and general human gotcha have confounded me and left me all these pleasures instead. The pleasure of escape, the pleasure of refusal, the pleasure of abandon, the pleasure of renewal, the pleasure of having nothing against being in your arms the pleasure of an old-fashioned vision, vision of Venus who screams plump and billowy against an eternal sky, blue and cloudless, tipping out of her seashell, which is the measure of the jealousy you cause her when your hand instructs the lightning to stop my heart. And the last of these I'm going to read is uh, a true story. Uh, I lived in 1974 on 6th Street between A and B, and there were remnants of some of the European population on the block. 
third floor street window, man. Nobody knows you're there and you see everybody's life go by. And in the summertime in this neighborhood, there was a constant everywhere sound of fire hydrants. The blocks would all have one or two fire hydrants open and that was the swimming pool. Kids would be out there in t-shirts, even bathing suits, all day long. And the constant sound of 16 ounce beer cans, one end ground against the sidewalk until it gave off. And then you held the other end, which had been open, and you held it over the hydrant. If there was good pressure, it took a lot of strength, but these guys would try to get an arc of water that would go in a perfect tube, like 50, 60 feet down the street. <laughs> the third floor street window did not get bombed, but people on the lower floors often ended up with a living room full of <laughs> hydrant-grade water. The same water I used to see junkies take in Coke bottles and shoot up with. I'm thinking, oh, Jesus. I never drink from a hydrant. <laughs> There's a great Frank uh, Lima book. What's the title of the book? It has a photo on the cover. And a guy kind of nodded out next to the fire hydrant. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, this actually happened. And it. it it was a poem waiting to be written. Peaches. There's no reason but luck. She's queen of the hydrant, Peaches, the same eight years old as the hit single that inspired her name. I mean, her mama wants her pretty, not just clean, hair straightened, rolled into a droplet over her right ear with that Sudanese sheen of the ancients, black glass for iris, self-assurance, and benignity of the very well-loved and joyous teeth of welcoming expression, gracefully unself-conscious of her seductive tail, angel web from pinkies. It works. She is encircled by the children who love more than envy her, before whom the prettiest Ukrainian princess granted thoughtless hugs, exchanges intimacies of the latent years with the purest holy lesserness. I may need the room up here for that. You're 73 and you walk around this part of town and you say, you know, I don't have to watch my back anymore, but where are the kids? Where's all the noise? Where's, you know, where's the social clubs? Uh, these four poems are gonna be from 2014 at the very end. I need to rub my eyes because The words started disappearing on me. I don't know nothing about machinery. <laughs> like this? Okay. I don't have a mechanical mind. <clears throat> uh, best Mosey. Rat-faced dooryard squeeze food smells out of hoodie. Whetstone girl with a jugular scar, and you best mosey, less your name Rosie. Where the arrogant mood gets unspun, where six-bed blues gets surely undone three, three windows high, slings heart in her camouflage rock. 
from where I see, it, the question stands out fine. You have to move the crate first. In the sink, you'll find blankets. Your thoughts call to me as they wander in the streets of chill, ripening inhibited, sound of car door, mutters, quick glance at her, braids reflect on car window. Baby, you'll never see Julius again. Slab stone. Call it seldom, part fatal, part design of my own. The ruffles never happen. And then there she is. Slab stone steps for a change. Feral eyes or water beads on brick by streetlight. If they are, so am I. The question is narrowed to a conduit insulated by appetites and leads to the business end of all gravitation. Not how they're hanging, but why? Not when invented, but for how long? Time hastily leaves trees and throws them through windows. I'm so tired and I don't mean that barbecue now. I hear the trees sway like independent-minded women. Waterfront and all its crenellations and lights and all their ivory. Every time of day supplies a chord and demands a melody. My exhaustive and, and, and exhausted repertoire. In protection of the guilty alone would I brother a judge. Not flames, a steady cool drizzle to muse on from the breezeway. Wait there, someone will be along shortly to watch you unseen. Always full. Passion in public, a current, hot or cold, but always full open. Renewal, the sticky arm of the cherished one, and the braille of my abstraction. In debt to an exquisite mind who hangs pictures the length of the excitement. Nerves stand on cables of the bridge. There is a starburst. Go to it. The hot seat. A plucky, bitter wind tugs on afterlife. First question, what's the odds these neighbors survive each other? A room in which bricks show through walls. Nonetheless, harmony, rarity exists. It's all I can do to lay my hand bone down on a low ceiling of smoke and radio waves. The cemetery boasts a hundred cats and the vigil is on the house hot seat. The air of peace might surprise most when I breathe. Instead, brick presses against my forehead where idiosyncrasies float on styrofoam. Peace is not endless, and I have only a very few seconds to make up my mind. Jeez, I'm such a full of shit guy. <laughs> Umbrella and eyes. All's in motion, mostly retreat, like water to leak, like trees to bird's egg green paint. It arrives, rain of misty expectorations. The human voice carries feet, not yards. I pick up my roots and flow. So different in temperament, umbrella and eyes ascend over rooftops and up the dress of sky. 
It is home in a hot spot, grease on the side, manifolds of appetite. Further from the skin, great pain. Mandible sadly responsible. Panache to panache, trees heavy with sweaters have long residence and no obligation to shelter. The very young step forward, a retouched sky, ghostly jurists behind it. Air with grimy disregard waves hallway to hallway, which is when we meet down here where the gods are. Where am I at? All right. Uh, this is, should I look at the time, but oh, I forgot when I... Oh, I thought this was going to say what time I started. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, a teleprompter with the time down in the corner. You know? Kerchief. <laughs> Nobody say God bless you. <laughs> Kerchief. As with all other brands of decline, no one meal tasted ever again, never the same hand on the banister. Face lifted to the light on a fork of lyrics. The window glows with it, awake or asleep. Gus tossed the kerchief of faith like a demand for immodesty written on tree beds sodden with her perfume. Presumed that what rises is pride, overlapping drapes of facetious questions. She cuts through with words for you. At her disposal, the blank envelope falls from a pocket. Hidden by breasts, a key swings. Full extension hand plucks from institutional floor the unsoiled, unsealed packet that proves who she is. And these poems were all written in approximately the last year. As good as mine. Breath temp gust, moist lips late with runny hours. Pre-existing borders I can't tell from rhymes I hear in a vacuum. Roscoe comes on after dark air heats waves up. Let's say my next step is finality and the one after is empty staves. By autumn, I don't mean powdered bones, don't mean uproot for olives. Decline tells in a tarnished yellow on masonry. Shawls in late afternoon, fruit plucked with insight, multicolor ladders waiting for frost. How many Earth days equal winter take all? Horizon at your guess is good as mine level. Leery descent of the glut comes to rest mid-rotation in all directions on honeyed speech. Table shines under your hand that spreads like a puppet airman on the last planet he would ever expect. Affinities or being. Labor at affinities or being doesn't feel. One of us does either and tells no answers. Your wetness is my dream of vulnerability in a time of tinsel, eucalyptus, and ferrous youth. Just slip me some juices, they are sapped to me, and make my chest a poitrine. poitrine. <coughs> make my eyes see the difference between twins. Reason takes her sliver out and the box lid closes over sunset. Soundtrack, Hawaiian yodel. 
Your saint name in the middle endangered, your wetness spreads a shiny blot in the MRI of starved impulse. Antimacassars from Madagascar, your elbows pressed down on, your hands limp in air. Good outcomes. <clears throat> in April, you try plants. Turns into May. Best thing is, is I don't know bleep. Take dressing for sun, time after time, bad target. Elevated by ungodly machine is of good outcomes. Of all sacks, what sack fits? I call you without lines. Does anything come of no one? And turn into sand, no salt. Deep hole, it all disappears. Guttural languages, lost. Sliver and tragus, rare. Armband from funeral home. Don't go away in madness. Don't go away too sure. What a devil says computes. Go ahead, have a heyday. Sun squeezes into tight sky. Man walks blocks in search. Divine bones. Windshields float light. Nowhere lacks a lass. Twos, threes, solos walk, don't stroll. 14th Street waltz for winds. Minimum posture, intent. High in the heavens, uh, well not. Threnodies of tap, shoe gargantuan, head of pin shoe, tap, tap, tapped out, spare a dollar. Have George Washington nary slept here? That's called a squint. Less eager comfort. Temple rise overnight to foggy alarm. My breath, my noose. Red vinyl boots nag, <sighs> shit. Red vinyl boots nag on a woman with divine bones. Vapor softens her brown chin. Coat belt loose. Feet in tears. Well, this is nothing. There was the time I got up here and the folder was empty. Shit, <laughs> 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 <Sure>, you know. <laughs> Not here. There, there was a. <laughs> there was a <laughs> double trap. Hey, you all know drum machines have sort of made double trap sets uh, an adequated item. There used to be this fad in the mid 60s derived from uh, jazz drummers where there'd be double everything. In 1968, for two days, I was a roadie. <laughs> the Steve Miller band. <laughs> there, was <laughs> there was no freight elevator at the Fillmore West. And I had to carry all this shit up there. And there is box after box of this double set. Do you know how many f wing nuts? <laughs> they fired me because I couldn't deal with that shit. Double trap, bridge of guitar, lovers on it. Elsewhere, a chapped sort of space mask for dude breathing. On 14th Street, low road, stunning unmatronly grandma with grandson she raises, washed blue of their denim match set. And you say, play the rigmarole like you used to play it. And I say, who dat? 
Who you do? And play the muffle way a double trap, say. Back to today. Intermittent frisson, coarse heart, still soft. Carnival fluid. Complexion of daylight and pretense. Nightfall and soulful prudence. Nothing, really nothing to turn off. Street corner elements who kept rents low ago. Indigenous and autonomous, autonomous, same time. When carnival fluid drains, they move to Queens. Acrostic windows there really make a muse out of you. Clowns stretch out under trees in the back room. River of quarks, iceberg of bubos. Earth defying humans. Infinity minus one. Waxed. Lucky in the wrong bed. White boy in the wrong hat. Tropical depression, moon shines the wrong night. So who wants Mr. Wright in the same dress she wears? <laughs> it adds up, payback. The course waxed for speed, stalker ripe for whipping chair and news cartoons, folk ha art in the hands of assholes, you'll never sleep. Conscious banjo knee explodes, deep river jubilee and takeout quilt, sink without a bed to spoon in, got broken code on me, she says. Red and blue random idiot lights. Night will be no less dark if I dream of safe sleep on streets. The idle short. You don't know them unless you learn ropes. Townside's kid with spacious daydreams. Brother a shade against mashed Studebaker chrome. Deep freeze snow as temp plummets sound on. Temptation closes in on maple roots. Crystals make dread-like uh, appearance. Chemicals with religious fumes. Now the years are late and one city per person. Star of all dogs with jets in the sky. I read a banknote in the underpass. A democratic train, we hour doze. Phones drop from Z slackened hands. The Bronx in an hour. Underground, oppression on parade. Enormous men, non-athletic. Petite woman, wig, private eyes, bluffs, blouse fit tight to modest breasts, brown against tropic colors of cloth. For even the idle, short rest, short end of the stick, short hairs. Bugs. Trees less filthy after violent rain. Ships ride in moon rings. All of Olympus, the Vedic crew, and relativists swallow soft matter. Safe house stinks of shinola. Some noisome b relic behind my eyes. Panty line of blue dips between street facades. So few children braid street door numbers anymore. Matrilineal dialects gone makes bugs in my head. Vapid mainlanders unaware walk on handhelds. Make me merciful, merciful, O oh dog, in pandemonium, integrity, and ill health, to forgive those who do not know they are surrounded.
wrong truck. In darkness, the plaintiff reciprocates. Same unbreathable dust, mercy in poultry sleep, eggs and cutlet on pedestal, sky flares and ground takes punch. Reekened physics, wings scoop over, rubble the least imported product. They will discover who doesn't lie, woe to the ears. Commit memory to photos, scratch and sniff unhygienics, see how fleshy is hunger, Tranquility, no term of address. Wrong truck blows up tomorrow. No surprise, it happens right. Feel it without feeling. Shocks to the head. The system. The system that works is one of the forgotten. A law you can guess at if only you can observe it. Like hammocks don't care which human is real. Only we'll learn that fucking in trees is for nymphs. Don't mistake that for a law. Depends what your stake is. Marbled stake, sweepstake, or high stakes. You get a flash come up with prior results, one of which is extinction. The sea levels with you. Royal flush and sulfurs, four of a kind in acids. Where you came from is no place to go. Bedtime approaches for H. Bonzo. Not for all the horses on flags, not for all the eyeballs in seas. Tighten straps on mask, protect hair from micron dusts, skin from searing forge. No more separate ways to go. Sands of fantasy fall in glass, conjugation at the bottleneck. Time will be relieved of math, last LED will crap out, last inarticulate bare pain buried, no one left to hide. One air. There is one air over the wall. It is a stride ahead this Friday. Land falls like raw sugar in the poison flood, kicks out the plastic of their teeth. Speed gun on theatrical skies. Can't grow through this alone. Still, there are too many in town. Eye candy, rumpled stunner, runs in flood, stretch sweats across brown Texas skin, while those with only wrapping claws covered heads above river and to Bangladeshi mud scarp. Sky is overfilled sieve and grave as solve. Nothing to nothingness eyes. Whimper, little baby, little baby cry. Unhappy folklore. The composition goes loopy the longer he plays. Reeds bust the windscreen. Dresses unfurl and furl throughout the Savoy. Ecstatic discipline for small fee. The beat's only a dream unless you dance. Seventeen chair blowout, Casa Loma. Van Vechten takes the dream to dark room. Couples take the street as real. Liberty so momentary. Jim Crow one car behind. Drive home that third-hand Packard past dark windows of unhappy folklore. Race to the side, 80 years on. Hands on the wheel, wheels on the shoulder. Dr driver's side palaver is racial. Dash compartment is. All conveyance is racial. Color deepens to be alive and ride. Halfway free should you die. Granite bowels.
see, how many times have you all been at readings where there is something in a poem that is kind of compatible with this, I mean, and it happens at the right moment, and not this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Granite bowels. I count lit windows, less dread sparkles on lapels. Water wheel whirls by river railing, and first quarter moon clings like an off-white man crawling. I cut myself off at the Sinoco. I imagine myself sun-baked lizard. When I am young and flight then is more than survival. Now it is to defend pillowcase and boudoir of a goddess, trace of black lip gloss in her granite bowels. Acute feelings of my body don't come from my body anymore. Glass and steel without glass humors me. Die or cover my head with scaffolds. Foreboding is a comic kind of reckless. So, I want ululating grief, far from front lines, far from peace, America. I'm going to end with a poem I've read about four times. Some of you may have heard it. Uh, civil disobedience to some younger people. That was a, a crime with many subdivisions. <coughs> but from the time I was 18, it was an act of civil disobedience for me not to be carrying my draft card. To burn it, that was a step up, but it was still civil disobedience. And I never knew anybody got in any trouble over this, but that was what civil disobedience started as, and then it got to be if you open your mouth, you know, 300,000 people get gassed in Washington, stuff like that, because of civil disobedience. So I copped this title. And this poem was written like two weeks after the wonderful election of 2016. I don't need to prompt who this is addressed to at the beginning. The poem is called Civ Dis. <laughs> Watch you don't step on my shine, punk. Between my elbows and my glasses is no fly. Between my fly and my thigh is outer space capsule. You just be, qu you just be quiet to we. Hanging fence, mon cue. To all non-binary gorilla cadres, his gender mine's a scant two inches. To all multi-maroon intransigent cliques, his color lacks obedience. To all fernhead body downs, lay them down and denialers werewolf. Ain't no living wage in armor garden. Ironic camouflage is our exposition. Subvertation as catwalk knows time. Observe without you hide. Change mode of muckwash. Can't predict change, so change like it's yours to do. Them who buy back walk don't see the curtain drops. Don't see the separated baby head ain't Martian. Them who back walk stay in their way. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, John. Thank you again, Camille. Thank you all for being here. Um, if you don't have a newsletter, please pick one up in the back and check our website for our spring events. And I hope to see you soon. Have a good night. <laughs>